Jake here. Thank you for taking a trip to the past with me. The original podcast version of The Americans will be released weekly, but if you don't want to wait, then go to jakebible.substack.com and become a paid subscriber. You'll receive access to all of The Americans as well as early release novels, audiobooks, and other exclusive extras. That's jakebible.substack.com. Now enjoy the original podcast production of The Americans. Cheers. Warning. This podcast reading is for mature audiences only. You will not be warned again. Welcome to the podcast reading of Jake Bible's The Americans, book two in the Dead Mech Apex Trilogy. The Americans is a sidequel to Dead Mech, meaning it takes place simultaneously with book one. You can listen to this novel first or start with Dead Mech. Go to jakebible.com for more information on this podcast, Dead Mech, and other fiction by Jake Bible. Enjoy. y'all surprised there is an episode this week yep plans changed things didn't happen as planned since the plans changed and um yeah i didn't go out of town i didn't end up off the grid i have been extremely busy though it's been an insane weekend but um hey you know such is the way things are um yeah let's see what else what's going on what's happening let's see here uh yeah not much <laughs> everything's rocking along and i want to say thank you as always to everybody you are all the best fans in the whole freaking world um next week though there will not be an episode i will not actually have any of my equipment set up everything will probably still be in boxes and all that stuff so um there's definitely no way it's happening next weekend so the week after you will have more i promise Alrighty, and um yeah that's about it. Be sure and go to jakebible.com. Buy that fiction, folks. Buy that fiction. Hope you're digging the Americans and um, chat with you all later. Cheers. Chapter 25 General Tyler L. Millman slammed the calm down and looked at his commanders. The LOMSD is moving a fuckload of troops into Russia. What have you got for me? We are no longer getting responses from the HRE, sir. Colonel Smithfield responded, nor are we getting responses from France or Spain. The UK monarchy is still active, but to what extent we don't know. It could just be a front since the troops are originating from that area. Africa has stated pure neutrality. They don't want anything to do with the conflict, Colonel Owens added. They'll supply food and resources to any country in need, but if they come under any aggression or are asked to take sides, they'll shut down supply lines until a resolution has been achieved. What about the Western Hemisphere? General Millman asked. Brazilian and Mexican empires are just waiting on word from us, Colonel Smithfield said. We have their full support and they are ready to back any move we make. A re-established America only strengthens their positions. Australia? Ready as always, sir, Smithfield continued. However, they want joint command when things get hot. They don't plan on being our girlfriend in this conflict, is how they put it. I have no problem with that, as long as they stick to the plan, the general nodded. Canada is more of an issue, sir, Colonel Owens added. They've been babysitting North America for 300 years and are a little hesitant to just let us move back in, sir. 
They want a joint alliance, a united North America, not just an America. Well, I can't say I'm surprised, General Millman laughed. Their General Whitcomb has been saying as much for the past ten years. I don't see a problem with it. They know the land better than we do. Which brings up some difficult news, sir, Owens hesitated. Spit it out, Owens. UDC, sir, they aren't responding to the LOMSD's communications any longer. For how long? A couple weeks, sir. Have they fallen? It's not another outbreak, is it? I thought we had that taken care of. It is taken care of, sir. The airborne virus has been eradicated from the earth. This is something different, sir. Owens looked at Smithfield for help. We've lost satellite surveillance, sir. Smithfield took over. We're blind in the sky. All we're getting is ground reports from the Canadians. General Millman's face took on a look of menace that both colonels knew all too well. Why is this the first I'm hearing of this? Sorry, sir, Smithfield continued. We've had techs on it and thought it was a glitch or we lost the satellite to orbital debris. There's so much dead junk up there. The general glared. Your point is... The point is, sir, that we just received confirmation that it isn't tech-related on our end. Keep talking, Colonel. Sir, the satellites are being jammed, by tech we assume is coming from the UDC. A coup? No way to know, sir, until we get in there. We're blind for now. Excuse me, General, a voice called over the comm. There is a secure comm coming in from Prince Tartaroff's aircraft, sir. The security code matches that for Dr. Lisbon. Well, it's about fucking time. Maybe I can get some answers from him, or whoever he is now, the general grumbled. Both of you stay here. The colonels nodded as Millman opened the comm. This is General Millman. That you, Lisbon? At one point, yes, General, Beth's voice said over the comm. I'm now the vessel, Elizabeth Laughlin. Laughlin? You're the girl that LMSD has been shitting their pants about in the UK, right? The general laughed. Good to know even before active you were making things difficult. Difficult is the word, sir, Beth said, no trace of the general's amusement in her voice. Are we alone, sir? No, we are not, doctor. Beth, sir, I integrated fully. Dr. Lisbon is dead and won't be coming back, Beth corrected. Integrated fully? The general raised his eyebrows, matching the surprised looks on both colonels' faces. Is that possible? Yes, sir, it is now, Beth insisted. There was another personality component uploaded. That component was the missing link in full integration. My neural capacity has not been compromised, nor will it degrade over time like previous vessels. Beth, this is Colonel Smithfield. What personality component are you talking about? Rachel Caprizi, Colonel. The original genetic template that all vessels are based on. The three men sat upright suddenly. Are you joking, Miss Laughlin? The general asked. How was that achieved? That is what I need to report, sir. There has been a deep cover operative in place with Miss Caprizi for some time now. That operative was able to get a full neurological map of Miss Caprizi's brain and integrate it with Dr. Lisbon's neural upload. It took some massaging, but it kept me whole and has left all of Dr. Lisbon's data intact. Holy shit, Colonel Owens whispered. I second that, Colonel, General Millman added. You'll know best where to start, Miss Laughlin. I'm looking forward to this briefing. Beth cleared her throat. We need to start where it all fell apart, sir. Have you heard of the UDC's Dr. Johnson? Mr. Stone stood on the ship's deck and addressed the modified shock troops before him. Knowing his voice was being broadcast to those below, those on other ships, and the troops already in place and moving into Russia. 
You are no longer L-O-M-S-D. The L-O-M-S-D and the spoiled L-O-M no longer exist, he bellowed. We're all under the command of the three. Every single one of you was chosen for a specific reason, whether combat skill or a predisposition towards, well, alternative thinking. He glanced over at Miss Isley, who was smiling in approval. As you know from the information uploaded directly, you are nearly invincible. When you are in combat, your viral nanotech will keep repairing any combat damage you sustain until your body's energy level falls below life support parameters. At that time, you will be switched to dead mode and forced to replenish your energy levels. Many of the troops grimaced. Most stayed impassive. Some grinned the idea of having to consume human flesh to re reboot their biological systems and reactivate neural controls, appealing to them. Our objective is to assert the domination of the three and to push through Russia and into China, Mr. Stone continued. Once in China, we will split, with one faction heading across the Chinese landscape to Beijing and a smaller faction pushing on to Tibet and the last American outpost. The world will fall under control of the three, and it's our jobs to make that happen. Understood. Understood, sir. Thousands of voices echoed across the ship's deck and across what was left of Europe. Excellent. Now suit up. We're about to make land, Mr. Stone shouted. The troops immediately activated their shock suits and checked their systems. Very good, Mr. Stone, Miss Isley said almost affectionately. You are a born leader. Mr. Gein was right in picking you. Thank you, Miss Isley. Mr. Stone nodded, his face impassive. Any word on the state of St. Petersburg? It has been overrun completely by the rogue infected, Miss Isley stated. Those from the Russian research facility, the shop, what a stupid name, took the rural areas quickly and the infection spread into St. Petersburg proper within the hour. I trust you will be able to control the spread and dispatch all unauthorized infected? That is what you built me for, Mr. Stone answered. We didn't build you, Mr. Stone. We just improved you. And I thank you for the improvement, Miss Isley. You are most welcome, Mr. Stone. Don't forget about me, Mr. Stone, Reginald's voice echoed in his head. I'm here, too. No, Reginald, I won't forget about you, Mr. Stone replied. Is he speaking to you? Miss Isley asked, her eyes alight with curiosity. Yes, he is. Any issues with the integration? Tell her it's a bit cramped in here, would you, Stone? And I could really go for a cup of tea. Can you get me some tea, Stone? No integration issues to speak of, Stone nodded as he stepped away. Where are you going, Mr. Stone? We are about to make land. He turned back slowly. Reginald and I could use a hot cup of tea. May not get another chance. Mr. Stone didn't wait for a reply as he left to find the galley. We're a bit short on space up here, the private stated, showing Melissa, Heather, and Beth to their shared bunk room. Sorry it's so cramped. This'll be fine, Private, Beth said. Uh, James, ma'am, Private Lucinda James. Thank you, Private James. It'll do fine. I'm sorry to say that before you get settled, the General has asked to speak to you right away, Miss Laughlin. And you are wanted in tech, Miss Walton. How about me? Melissa asked, shaking one of the BC bunk frames. Where am I needed? I, I don't have orders for you, ma'am, Private James stated. <laughs> she called me ma'am. 
Melissa joked, elbowing Beth, who despite trying to be as serious and professional as possible couldn't suppress a 17-year-old smile. The mess is just down the hall if you are hungry, Private James stated. I, I know Chef has a fresh pot of yak stew cooked up, Melissa grimaced. Or, and I know you must be tired and it is late, there is a hollow training area on the third sub-level. I was informed you have been recently activated as a ghost. Congratulations. Um, yeah, thanks, Melissa said. Try the yak stew, Heather said. Eat something. I remember it's pretty good, or, or it was 13 years ago. It's quite delicious, the private agreed. Ladies, if you'll follow me. They left the bunk room and Melissa to herself. She sat down on one of the bunks, her head in her hands. Ah, fuck this, she said aloud. I'm going to go punch something. <laughs> Fucking ow, Billy yelled as he tried to yank his arm away from the tech that had just pierced it with a large bore needle. You said it wouldn't hurt. I lied, the tech said, not concerned in the least about Billy's comfort. Big baby, Alex laughed. Your body can repair itself, and you're still acting like a little kid. I think my senses are a bit more heightened because I was in scab withdrawal when I died, Billy whined. Alex rolled his eyes and looked at the tech, who in turn shook his head. Right, just like a junkie to blame it on the scabs. Hey, you can stop acting all high and mighty, Mr. Prince. You're the reason we're in this state. Alex's mood shifted noticeably, and Billy wished right away he could take it back. Sorry, that wasn't fair. I know it was for Voss. He, he was a great guy. Yep, the best of us all, Alex agreed, closing his eyes and leaning back into the reclined exam chair. Ow! You're doing that on purpose, Billy yelled at the tech again as the needle was pulled from his arm. The door slid open and Heather stepped inside, accompanied by another tech. Welcome to the party, Miss Walton, Billy sneered. There's plenty of torture to go around. Heather ignored Billy and sat in the exam chair offered to her. How are you holding up? Alex asked her. As well as can be expected when missing 13 years of my life, finding out my sister and her husband are dead and I've been raising my niece the whole time, Heather snorted. Not to mention that I died and was reanimated by some fucking nanotech virus. So you're doing well then, Alex joked, reaching his hand out and taking hers. Heather smiled and gripped his hand. Better. I'm hoping these folks can get my memories back. We'll try. One of the techs said, prepping her arm. This will hurt a bit. And that's not what they told me, Billy complained. Assholes. Seven techs stood about, admiring the BTT as Styles ran external diagnostics, putting the aircraft through its paces. And you control it from a single jack? One asked. Styles removed his hat and lowered his head, showing each a full view of his exceptional jack point. That's crazy! Another exclaimed, full integration, muscle response also. Full integration, Styles smiled, donning his hat once again. It's one of a kind. Did uh, Prince Tartaroff really customize that for you? Another asked. Styles just grinned. You folks ready for the show? They all nodded eagerly. Styles activated the stealth system and the BTT vanished from the hangar. Holy crap! What the? You've got to be kidding me! Styles laughed as the techs rushed forward and began to feel for the aircraft. Miss Laughlin, I'm pleased to meet you in person, General Millman said, extending his hand. Dr. Lisbon's information has proven invaluable over the years, and while I know you are not him, I'm glad to be able to express our gratitude. Beth took the general's hand and shook it warmly, taking the seat offered to her. This is Colonel Owens and Colonel Smithfield. They are my commanders of all operations here at Lhasa Base. It's a pleasure to meet all of you, Beth nodded. 
Shall we get down to the debriefing? It's been a rough few days, and while I did say the neural integration went off without a hitch, I am fighting off a fatigue headache. We understand, and we'll keep the questions to a minimum, Colonel Smithsfield said. I assume that cerebral integration is still an option for full data recovery? Of course, Colonel, Beth answered. In fact, if you have an interface in here, I can begin the upload while we talk. Simultaneously? Colonel Owens asked, astonished. Yes, Beth grinned. With Dr. Lisbon's understanding and control of biochrome, Rachel Caprizi's predisposed technopathic consciousness, in conjunction with my cloned physical form from her genetic code, I am capable of doing many things at once. I'll bet you are, Colonel Smithfield said. The interface is to your left. The three men watched as Beth placed a palm on the interface control and a hollow came to life instantly. She checked systems and set the data transfer into motion. I'm ready when you are. been listening to the podcast reading of Jake Bible's The Americans. This novel and recording are protected under whatever latest, greatest Creative Commons license is out there currently. Share this all you want. Just don't even try to make a buck off it without the express permission of the author, me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, please go to jakebible.com. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode of the re-release of the original podcast production of The Americans. Don't want to wait each week for a new episode? Go to jakebible.substack.com and become a paid subscriber. Want more audiobooks? Go to jakebible.com for info and access to dozens of Jake Bible fiction audiobooks and ebooks. Cheers.